step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In this episode of the podcast, we're going to react to and analyze Season 2, Episode 1 of Love is Blind. It's a hit reality television show on Netflix. If you haven't heard of it, stop living under a rock, or in this case, maybe you're in a pod. Either way, come on out, because we're going to have fun. Are you ready for this? I am so excited, man. This I is... love the direction of where we're headed right now. <laughs> this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. We actually watched this. Um, I saw the first episode with Yen. She got into this, and then she got me into it. And as soon as I saw the first episode, I was like, okay. We have to we have to bring this on the show. We got to do some analysis of like what's going on in these situations. Yeah, I was a hater, and then when you introduced the show to me, I was like, yeah, okay, I yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, yeah. Well, let's get right into it. We'll start with a little introduction. Welcome to the Twelve Week Relationships Podcast. This is your place for better relationships in weeks, not years. When we say relationships, we mean all of them, starting with yourself and working on outwards. And today, we're talking specifically about dating. By the way, my name is Pi. I'm Dr. Glenn. All right, so Dr. Glenn, it's dating time, but specifically reality television dating. Yeah, through the snippets, but it shows like what happens in a dating process though, so that's pretty cool. It does, it's a it's a very interesting show. So for those that haven't watched Love is Blind, it's a, a social experiment between the Lachaise, so Nick and his lovely wife. What is his wife's name? Vanessa. Vanessa. Nick and Vanessa have, uh, I don't know if it's, they're the host of it, I don't know if it's their idea, whatever it is, but. They set up this premise where you get a bunch of strangers. I think there's 12 and 12, 12 guys, 12 girls. Uh, and they're basically going into these pods or these rooms where they get to date and talk to another person, but they can't see the other person. Yeah. And they basically have a notebook and a pen, and then they're just taking notes, basing everything on just conversation and feel. Yeah. So you go in, you have a conversation, you come out. The guys are in one room. The girls are in another room. And I guess across the probably course of like two weeks, they essentially just go through and date one another, but without ever seeing each other's faces. And then eventually, if, if the connection eventually. is right, love is in the air, then the proposal happens and then they get married or they plan their, their wedding. Well, so they can only see each other once they propose. Once they propose. So if they propose, then they can see each other. Um, and then they have a month to plan their wedding and they, they force them. You can kind of tell what, you know, the producers are doing a good bit of manipulation here to make this really interesting for television because they encourage the couples to actually decide whether they want to get, you know, be married on the altar. So they yeah. basically hold this wedding, invite everybody there. And then you watch 
this train wreck in slow motion as half the people decide that they don't want to be married. I'm going to defend the producers and I'm just saying you're a hater. This true love, man. It's real. All right. <laughs> I feel like every, every person who in the first episode, I'm like, yeah, that seems like a pretty healthy person. Um, they don't show them at all. And then they yeah. get sent home. <laughs> we, so we're left with kind of like all the fun and entertainment and, but maybe not the, the most healthy places to go into marriage. But you know what? We're going to analyze it. We're going to give some real thoughts, critique. We're not going to be mean. We're just going to... We're going to come from a loving space. And tell it like it is. Yes. That's what we do. Yes. So if you guys like these episodes, by the way, let us know. You can comment. We're going to have some of these on our shorts, all that kind of stuff. Because if so, we'll do more of them. And that's probably music to Anthony's ears because I think it took him like four hours to I cut see, this entire I could see him smiling right now. <laughs> All right, Anthony, are you ready for number one? Okay, so premise real quick. Um, and, and by the way, it is a really cool show. You guys should check it out. The first clip that we're getting is kind of showing the girls as they're getting ready to walk into these pods. So they're getting ready to start their first rounds of dating. And uh, we're going to hear kind of some of their motivations in going on to the television show. Very cool. I've never made it past the first date without a girl bringing up my gray hair. Okay. Developed a little bit of a complex. I spent about a week being in ICU by myself. I just felt so helpless, like I was brought to my knees. Because, like, I didn't have the woman there who was able to, you know, kind of be by my side and, and be there in the trenches with me. This guy that I really liked, I was flirting with him, and I heard him turn around and be like, oh, this girl's bad. And it's weird because it was so long ago, but now every single interaction that I have with someone, I'm so scared that they're gonna be like, oh, her arms look big here, or her stomach looks big here. I still always will look in the mirror and see that little fat girl. Okay. Well, I don't know if it was, again, you can do a lot of magic in editing. So maybe they took all the healthy responses out and they stuck with these ones. <laughs> but each one of these people so far is kind of coming into this from a place of trauma. Well, assuming that, you know, this is the beginning. And if that's what you're first sharing, then your whole lens is, are you going to help me heal my wound? Yeah. And that's what, that's the lens that you're looking at when you're seeking out a partner. Well, in our first guy, I, um, I, I forgot his name, but he spoke of his gray Joseph? hair. Joseph. 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 Yeah. Okay. So Joseph talked about his gray hair. The first thing that I was thinking about when he said that was, um, how often do you think that these dates might be mentioning it because it looks kind of cool? I thought it looked kind of cool. Yeah. They might be saying it because, hey, you have gray hair. That looks awesome. I like the salt and pepper look. I like this. He's dignified. But he's taking it as like a personal, I have a complex about this. Like I, I'm sure he's taking it like I look old or I. How often is this our own negative self-perception kind of affecting things that were actually just comments and kind of compliments, but he's shifting them into something that's actually becoming something he's self-conscious about. Well, the other thing too, is he's looking at it only from that lens. It's a very limited focus. Mm -hmm. So when he's on a date, like if, if I'm Joseph and we're on a date, I'm only, I'm like not even really listening to you. I'm just focusing on what are they thinking of my gray hair? Yeah. And is he going to say that he likes it? And then if you compliment me, then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You like me. So I'm looking for affirmation versus being in the space of really getting to know you. Yeah. That's the scary thing about going into relationships, creating relationships out of a place of trauma. And whether we're talking about, platonic or romantic when you create relationships from that place of trauma you tend to overvalue things that are basic and standard in a relationship and overlook the stuff that you really should be paying attention to yeah and it feels like you're being really real but you're not really showing all of who you are your wound is a part of your history but that's not what love is and it's not the definition of who you are as a person yeah so going on to jared 
um, Jarrett was our black dude that mentioned, you know, he's he missing the one, right? He had this traumatic hospital experience. And the worst part about this was not having this woman by his side. And again, coming from that place, he's looking for someone who's offering companionship and loyalty, going to be there at his side. And those are good things. It's not that they're not, but they're also like their standard in a healthy relationship. It's kind of like going to a dealership and being like, you know what? I want to buy a car. And I want you to guarantee that that car comes with a steering wheel. Yeah, which is <laughs> which is a very low standard versus all the other features that you could be focusing on and the totality of your driving experience. Yeah, exactly. So you you overvalue those things, which again they're valuable things. And if we were, you know, if relationships were cars, there are a lot of people who essentially wouldn't have steering wheels. They they can't be loyal. They can't be. So it's not to say that those things aren't to value, but there's so much beyond that. So immediately I'm I'm kind of thinking, okay, Jarrett might, he might go for the options that are safe or that he knows are going to be loyal, even though he might not have things in common with them because they're tying to this. Yeah, he's putting everything in his wound. Yeah. And then we had our, our last one, Danielle. Yeah. You want to take that one? So Danielle, basically, she's always that, she, you know, she was chubby when she was younger. So she's always fearful of getting that criticism that she's, she's a, that same fat girl. Yeah, And so she's looking, she's always in that wounded space. So once again, like her space is like, I'm that fat girl still. Are you going to see me and, and comfort me and make sure that I'm okay? And outside of the fight, I mean, she looks fine. She's not fat. And, and even if, you know, she were heavier, even if she, all that stuff is, is self-perception. If you're confident, it really doesn't matter. Everything that's said around that subject is going to become a wound. And anything that's said around that subject that's complimentary is going to be again overvalued because it's an area of weakness well the other thing too is that's going to be that's their belief that that this is the source of intimacy and it really isn't and then the other thing too like you brought up is in their mind i think they think oh this is a high standard that i have but ultimately it's a very low standard and bar that you're putting out there when you're meeting people and then you're always going to end up disappointed because there's more to you than just your wound yeah it's equivalent to the dealership the dealership the I, yeah i need a car that gets me from home to work and the guy's like okay literally every one of these will do that well. <laughs> <laughs> all right should we go to number two i think this is um this is Jarrett and iana in their first pod date at least it's edited that way we don't know if it's actually their first pod date but it seems to be the first time they're getting to know each other yeah i mean i just i've always wanted a big family because i didn't really have one growing up i was an only child and it was kind of lonely. Are you and your mom? That part's close? pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Are no, you and your mom? So close? my biological mom raised me until I was nine, um, and she's not in the healthiest space to be able to raise me. So she kind of gave me to her first cousin, and mm-hmm. she raised me until I was eighteen, and then I got kicked out of the house. You had a lot going on as a child. Yeah, I did. I had so so many odds against me. I should not be this okay, you know. All right, come here. I just want to hug you. No, no, no. I'm okay. Shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm hugging the wall. <laughs> okay, so she actually goes pretty deep into this story. And you can immediately see Jarrett connect with her on this. Yeah, because he's from that place of, ooh, in the ICU, I know what it's like to be abandoned and alone. Yeah. So that was their connection, that trauma bond. Yeah, he's coming from this place of deep emotion. And, and then he finds this person. When, when they had this conversation, I knew. I was like, he's going to pick her. 1,000%. Because that trauma connection 
it feels so deep and powerful. No, because it feels like you're, you've, that wound that you're trying to heal, like it feels like it's being fixed Yeah, at that moment. And, <laughs> you know, like when people trauma bond, especially when they first meet each other, it should be like a little bit upbeat and fun. And it should be kind of like in this happy space and you're getting to know each other. And then once it gets like the tone of voice gets really deep and then let's get serious and let's talk like this. Then you know that you're in a trauma bond dynamic <laughs> right away. Yeah, we, we should take a little bit of time to... Again, it, it did seem from that scene, it seemed like this was their very first time meeting. And Iana went into a lot of stuff really quickly, um, more than what we showed. And and so that kind of took me back too, because, you know, for a healthy person, you, you peel back layers one step at a time. You know, I was an only child. It was lonely. That part makes sense. You know, do you have a close relationship with your mom? Not really, but, you know, it is what it is. And then you kind of like save the next part of the story for next time, you know, sure. but she went pretty deep right Full there. Water. But yeah, you could see the difference. She's like, hi, how's it going? And then, yes. And then my, yeah. my mom left me and there was a was total about my grandmother. And after 22, I was like, yeah. it, once, once it gets to that space, then you know, like, okay, this is veering off from a healthy space. That's so interesting. I never thought of listening to the voice of, of where we're at when it goes into it. You can tell like all the trauma body space, it goes to this deep. Play it back again, voice. actually. Play yeah. it back again. Let's, let's hear it. I mean, I just, I always wanted a big yeah. family because I didn't really have one growing up. I was an only child and it was kind of lonely. Are you and your mom close? Oh, no. Shiz. So my biological mom raised me until oh, I was nine. One octave lower. Um, yeah. And she's not in the healthiest space to be able to raise me. So she kind of gave me to her first cousin and mm -hmm. she raised me until I was 18 and then I got kicked out of the house. You had a lot going on yeah. as a child. Yeah, immediately from that high bubble down to... But even Jared too, like he's like, hey, what's up? And then he's like, what about your mom? Yeah. Like <laughs> at that point, that's a trauma bond. It's getting really, really serious. Well, yeah. His lens is also shifted, right? Yeah. What he's looking for is, is, is different. It's not... And again, trauma connections, I know... I don't know from from the standpoint of like clinically when you look at trauma bonding it's always viewed as like a negative thing and I and I understand it but I also like deviate a little bit from the sense of it is nice to be able to relate and to connect on those things the problem with a trauma bond is that it's too powerful it's too powerful at the beginning phases because it makes you again overvalue what's standard and overlook the things that you should be paying attention to and that's the issue with it it's not that you can't bond on trauma and it's, you're doomed to fail. It's that you're really not looking at the stuff that matters. And so you're setting yourself up for something that's going to fail because once you've gotten past that trauma, you realize that you created a relationship with someone that you really don't have much in common with. Oh, agreed. And then, you know, once again, it's such a tilted lens to focus just on that. And then, like you said, you're foregoing everything else yeah. that's taking place. Um, and then even like in therapy, like if a person comes in, rule of thumb is if they share everything because they want to just unload on you, you never do that. You redirect them back because if they share too much, they're going to be embarrassed and not come back because you have to set boundaries yeah. and show a level of self-respect for yourself. Okay. Going into going into this next piece, they kind of, they're having a discussion with the girls, uh, kind of setting the premise for the the goal of this social experiment, which is if you don't see each other. Hopefully you're connecting on a on a deeper, more meaningful level, right? Less superficial. Mm -hmm. 
Well, let's see. That's that, the premise. Let's, yeah. That's the premise. Let's see if it holds up. I feel like it's more of a look, first impression. Blonde hair, big boobs. They don't give me the chance to open up and be myself and be vulnerable. Uh, I work in real estate. Do you sell a lot? Because I feel like you have to be somewhat attracted to sell a lot. The whole point is about finding out who we are as people. If we were to be at a music festival, do you like being on a guy's shoulders? Yeah. But um, will I have trouble picking you up? <laughs> I love buying clothes for girls. Yeah, what's your size? <laughs> Again, producers, you have done a beautiful job selecting the right people for this. So they set the premise of, of what this social experiment is supposed to be. But then we begin to notice that they all just go back to not all of them, but many of them. Uh, go back to asking these very superficial questions like do you sell a lot of houses because I feel like you have to be good looking to sell a lot of houses well I mean she's funny because she's saying I'm tired of being seen just for my big boobs and that my was blonde hilarious. hair right so I want to be seen for who I am but then once there's an opportunity to connect she's indirectly saying are you attractive yeah goes she's right trying back to figure to it. it out yeah because that's what she really cares about well and and I think her name was Kara Kara yeah Kara, Kara. So for Kara, you know, on a dating profile, you kind of are going to attract the vibes that you're putting out. And, and the issue that I have is that if you value things that are, are superficial appearances and charisma and the way that people dress and all that, there's no nothing wrong with it. But at least be truthful to yourself about it. You can't go and, and criticize it and be like, I just hate how superficial the dating world is. And then. You, the first question you ask is, do you sell a lot of houses? Because I feel like you have to be good looking. I mean, if that's important to you. Then just say it. Then just say that that's important to me. And it should be. I mean, to to some extent, we all need to be physically attracted to the person that we're dating. Well, I mean, you know, she's being a hypocrite, right? So she's not, yeah. she's not self-aware. And then she's saying looks don't matter. And then she has an opportunity to not display her looks or talk about looks. But yet she does. Well, And you also have this opportunity to like in setting up that profile, if if you're complaining that everybody just sees you as this blonde girl with big boobs or whatever it was that she was saying, I'll guarantee that she set up her profile to be that she has, you know, the tube tops that show off the, the chest. She has, you know, every picture is a beautiful selfie dolled up, glammed up. So she's attracting the person that also is, you know, attracted to charisma and appearances and all those things well like you were saying though if she was more honest about it and she's like look i feel like i'm attractive i want an attractive partner yes but through that process we can get to know each other and build a better bond absolutely now you're putting out there that okay this is where i'm at in my life it's a more genuine authentic space oh, say it again brother say it again <laughs> i don't know if i could say that again man no, Just, you don't need to say okay it again, but, <laughs> but you nailed it Oh, thanks, that's, that's how she should go into yeah. it is that this is one important factor. But now in this setup, I get to bring in all the factors that matter. Yeah, it's very contradictory. And then on the opposing end, it's just like you don't know what to do or how to respond because the words don't match her intent. Yeah. Then there was um, Shake, uh, our, our Indian. Dude. Shake, I love Shake. Dude, though, he's hilarious. He's honest, at least. But like, I, I genuinely like Deep D. Like she's a nice like I I photograph Deep D's every week at weddings like these are like <laughs> i specialize in indian weddings yeah and um she's she's a total sweetheart she's absolutely spot on um shake is asking these questions that are just ridiculous and they're not even they're kind of straight up offensive they're offensive but at least it's more honest than kara because he's like look 
can I carry you on my shoulders or are you too heavy for me? Like but to <laughs> me, it's like insulting because it, <laughs> he's not even saying it in a direct way. But, he's assuming that the, the women are, are dumb enough to not know that what he's getting at. Do you like, and by the way, every one of the conversations was so out of the blue. Yeah. It was like, yeah, what's your name? Uh, so Glenn, do you like going to concerts? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if we did, do you like being on shoulders? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So would it be easy to put you on my shoulders? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But it, okay. I like buying women clothes. Do you like clothes? Are you a triple X or a double? Like, I just find it. At least he's saying what he wants. Like, okay, I want to find a hot girl. <laughs> Shake's the man, no, man. No. Shake. If we were consulting with Shake, we have some choice words for for. I'll be like, Shake, the way man. he's approaching Those are good this. questions, man. I mean, <laughs> Glenn, <laughs> we said the Dr. Glenn's always real. So he's maybe he's no, 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 no I'm just kidding. But it's, it's offensive, but at least it's more honest than care. That's what I'm trying to get at. Kind of, at least he's not hiding the fact that he's yes. superficial. Yes. Like he, he never, he's not, gave he's not, he's not, like, yeah, he's not sugarcoating. It. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, next piece. This is labeled Trisha. I actually have no piece what this one is or no idea what this one is. Let's just let's just go. Let's just roll with this. Anthony. I have a huge Instagram following. Oh, she is. <laughs> Obviously, I have like a lot of friends. Like it's crazy. And I think I'm really good at these pods because like with my job, I have like five to like pause it. I think it's going to keep oh, it's only a few more seconds. But I just want to make note of like the expressions that each guy has. They're all like their hands are, you know, against their forehead. They're looking weird places like what is going on right now? Okay, keep going with this. People in my car like at a time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Would you like to take Trisha? <laughs> not not on a date, but like would you like to analyze? Yeah, so I mean, she's very once again very superficial. It's all about Instagram friends. It's about how she looks. And then there's no ability to establish a connection. So what she's doing, she's putting up all these walls. And then if you were to get to know her and build a connection, you would have to break all the walls to try to figure out who she is underneath. Yeah. And I would say that it's, you know, very, you, you wouldn't make a diagnosis of something like this in 30 seconds. But from seeing those pieces, that level and lack of self-awareness, I would say, is coming toward narcissism. Like, if that continues where yes. she's just completely oblivious to everyone else's perception of her mm -hmm. then you have a narcissist on your hands well she shows she shows no empathy whatsoever like mm -hmm. she doesn't really ask questions to the other people or getting to know them like you're saying which is the 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 characteristics of a narcissist and then basically this is what it's going to be like being with her yeah if you're on a date and the other person is constantly saying i me, i me, i me i have a lot of friends i have yeah. a you know that that should be a gigantic red flag and it should remind you of something very poignant um our former president like this is the this is the kind of narcissistic statements right i, I have a lot of friends words. Who, yeah a lot of people think i'm the greatest um <laughs> you know i have tons of instagram friends there's 14 million people that follow me and anyway be very wary of that all right should we go on to natalie sweet sweet natalie one time i went on a date with the guy who wore jean shorts he doesn't have my style of dress and and I just assumed that it wouldn't go well because we didn't have dress styles in common, which is such a silly thing to say. And it's so stupid. It's not gonna help me find the love of my life. Like who cares what the love of my life wears, right? Um, at the end of the day, it, it matters how his personality fits with mine, but jean shorts. <laughs> okay, Natalie, sweet, sweet Natalie. 
that stuff does matter. It when you say these things should not matter, no. To you, it matters. If if someone's appearance and the way that they dress and you want them to stylistically vibe with you because you like to dress in a certain way and this is part of your life, this is again where we go wrong. We kind of pull what society wants us to believe is, is appropriate and not appropriate to want in another person and we make it our own. She goes, it should just be about person. But no, like this is a part of who you are. So it should be a part of who your partner is and you shouldn't feel bad about that yeah you should like how they dress and the things that they do if you don't like jean shorts you don't like andre agassi 1990s you know that he used to i love andre agassi but jean, i would jean shorts man he used to play in jean shorts yeah no yeah. i I, I still feel like mullet. that was a mistake yeah but i love andre agassi I'll the mullet that. if you don't like the mullet jean short look i don't know what's wrong with i don't know whatever <laughs> inspired the mullet i don't feel like that ever looked good <laughs> and i would probably go with the same thing with jean shorts so you and natalie get along we would get along. You go. <laughs> I would not date someone with a mullet or that or jean shorts. shorts. See, I would. I would, man. Actually, on a girl, it kind of you know it makes more sense. <laughs> Are we talking denim shorts or Daisy Dukes? It denim, denim. No, yeah. There's what? a very specific look of a person that could pull off jean shorts. No, that's true. Yeah, you have to be. I think you have to be attracted to pull that off. I think you have to be female. Yeah, I think so. And you know, blonde hair and and southern and. You know, that kind of vibe. A certain look, yeah. My mom's from Oklahoma. Like, I could see, you know, that vibe with it. But as a dude, I'm going to say no. I mean, not Daisy Dukes. Dude, do you know how much hair comes out? Like, if I if I wore jean shorts. Oh, yeah, that would hurt, man. It would be. That not, would hurt. I mean, like, I'm no, not no, thinking of, like, true. pulling the hair out. I'm just thinking of, like, it would be blue and then just black. The rest of my legs. Like, just covered in hair. I have uh, a lot that, of hair, bro. That'd be sweaty, man. No, if I think about it now, like, yeah, because it's not comfortable Okay, yeah, I'm, you're I'm just on, coming I'm around. On, I'm on that bandwagon. Are you on board yeah, with yeah. mullets? Natalie, too? I'm with okay? you, man. Okay, cool. now I'm with you. Yeah, we can yeah. go on to the next. Yeah, sorry, one. sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Let's go check out Shane. What do you like about Natalie? That she liked me. That was her favorite. And, and that's what that dude. You give me the words of that man. I like my ego goes through the rug. Like. I love Shane. Yeah, Shane's the best, man. Shane is a bro. Um, you know, for as much as Shane appears confident, he's not. He's not. There's a significant lack of self-confidence going on. Um, who knows what it is that he sees in himself or what he dislikes in himself. But just the way that he values someone's praise and someone's attention. But I will say this, um, you know, he started out with what do you like most about this person? And he goes that she liked me. Yeah, that is normal. You, you, you are going to like the people that like you. It's, it's a, just a normal, you know, I don't know, programmed response of reciprocation. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, you like, usually it's like, Oh, I felt a connection and you know, we got along well, but if it's like, Oh, because she liked me, that comes from a very wounded space. You're looking for affirmation that you have value and worth as a person. Yeah. And he goes pretty far beyond that to, to basically say like, you know, what matters most to me is compliments. Like when like ego boosting and compliments, I think this is so important. And, but even his body language, he's like, it's my eyes. Like, yeah, shoots to the, my self-esteem shoots yeah. to the, the sky or whatever the hell he was doing. Yeah. That shows you like that's what excites him. That's what he's looking for. He yeah. needs a lot of affirmation. So to a degree, it's normal to like those that like you. But to this extent, it's um, it's a very wounded place. Correct. You're a worthy Shane. All right. We got Shana. 
When you emotionally connect with that person, they're automatically physically attractive. I don't care what anybody says. You could be like a seven or like even a five. If, if I find them so funny and emotionally attractive and like they have such a good heart, like they become more physically attractive. That's, that is truth. That is truth right there, Shana. Mm -hmm. There's, uh, this is why we use the term regard inside of our framework instead of attraction because attraction uh, not only does it apply to platonic and romantic relationships, but it also has to do with trust and respect and admiration and charisma and every one of these other things that we don't think about. But attraction just sounds physical. But you're, she's right. If you connect emotionally, if you're on point, you share values, you have respect, admiration, then, yeah, someone that is a five would be a 10 on your scale. Well, the other thing, too, is it shows Shayna's healthy side. Mm -hmm. Like this is the healthy side of her that she, you know, she really wants to connect. And if they're a good person then she wants to have a relationship with that person. We might derail from that healthy side. Yeah, I mean, this is her, <laughs> this is one portion, of the, the part of her that's like the better part, and then all the other stuff comes out. But that was a very accurate statement. Yeah. You go, Sheena. And honestly, I don't want a 10, okay? You don't want all the other women like after your man, okay? And Ask any woman. now we've gone downhill. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was the second part of that statement, uh, all in one clip. And... Um, the second part was basically that she doesn't want a 10 because other women are going to steal that person away. This is a wound wound. This is trauma. Yes. This is you've had a past experience where someone wasn't loyal and you associate that to yourself, not being adequate, not being enough. And so I'm going to find someone that's lower. I'm going to lower my standards so that person doesn't go and find other people. Well, the other thing, too, is if she's saying that you don't want someone too attractive because they may leave you, maybe that's something that she's has done herself to Could other be. partners in the past. It's also going to be kind of the way that, you know, when she says that, you can also tell that she's going to perceive other women as threats, right? Because everything is a competition. Everything is a competition. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like compliments are so rare these oh, days. here we go. It's like people don't give out compliments No, they anymore. don't. It's I just look for the, like, I look at the good in people and like, why not tell them, you know? That's fantastic. Shayna matches my energy. It gets me excited. Today, I'm going to like get deep. Yeah, let's get into it. Give me your outfit details. Okay, so I'm actually okay, so wearing this, heels. I'm pause wearing that real quick. Today, when he said today, I'm going to get deep, that sounds like they're on a, a another date, right? Like a different, it's not the first time they chat, chatted. Cute like jogger slacks with a crop top. Oh, I love crop tops. Do you like making out? I love everything. I'm a very sexual person, so yes. like, I would ideally like every day. Well, five times a day at least. Okay. Oh my God, that was my answer before. I don't know if you can keep up with me. That's what I worry about. Don't underestimate me. You have no idea. Those two are a great fit. Like in terms of, in terms of the way that they perceive the world, in terms of like their value sets and like what they appreciate, um, who they are is like on point with each other. Yeah, and it's coming from a healthy space, right? Because it's playful, it's fun. They're showing more of what they really like, their good sides, yeah. versus that trauma bonding voice. Well, what happened with you? And what was your childhood like? And oh my God, I feel so close to you. Yeah. It's the complete opposite. We got, you know, Shane's love language is clearly going to be, you know, affirmation and, and compliments and all those types of things. And, and she's and giving Shane it to is him. along the same lines. Yeah. And Shane appreciates appearances and Shane is playing right along along with it. Like, this is what I'm wearing. And oh my gosh, that's so hot. And they even are talking like sexual chemistry and all these different things. And they are a great fit. Unfortunately, when I saw this, the first thing I, I, I thought was, 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But he's already set that trauma bond with Natalie. And I told Yen, I'll virtually guarantee that he's going to choose Natalie. Because that's what most people do. They assume their trauma bond is love. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. yeah. They, it's the deeper connection for their from their perception. So they go with that. Yeah, it's really defining, like sparsing, like connection is your best version and then working through your wounds. Connection is not just in your pain space and working it out. Mm -hmm. So, okay, next clip. Sex drive, high, low, how often do you like it? Oh, right, you really went to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you really went. Okay, so whenever you are in a date or in a kind of getting to know someone situation where you ask a question and they react like that, like you could tell her body language and, oh man, you really, you've just stepped over a boundary. Like you've basically taken the relationship past one person's level of comfort. The same thing happened with uh, Ayana earlier when uh, Shake, Shake asked that question of, like, the concert what size of i like to buy clothes for women oh, yeah, what size right, do you right. wear and she's like what the fuck like that means that the line was crossed here's the line you just went over yeah <laughs> i mean i i appreciate his directness but then you also have to be considerate to the other person as well yeah it's fine too i mean that conversation makes sense and this is where if you it's normal to make that mistake right so what do you do when you've made that mistake well if you're brandon you would recognize it. Oh, my bad. Yeah, like, sorry, uh, sorry. Did we take that a little bit too far? Sorry. And she's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I get it. Let's let's hold off till the second date. And he makes a joke out of it. Yeah. That's where you can kind of recognize the person's boundary uh, and and kind of get back on track as opposed to he kind of just ignores it, which means- He just went straight in. You could tell in his facial expression too, like he's looking determined, like, hell yeah. 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 <laughs> if you don't like it, yeah. get out of get the pot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. Let's go to uh, number 10. Oh, we got Trisha back again. Is that is that Trisha? It is Trisha. Oh. I like Nick a lot, but there's another girl that's really interested in him. Is it Holly or Molly? Danielle. No, I think it's Holly. Samson, you were way off. And she said that Nick off. told her that she's his number one, but she's also tied with another number one. Pretty sure that other number one is me. I felt a little relieved because I don't think she's that much of a competition compared to me. <laughs> I just started talking shit about everybody else. <laughs> I probably shouldn't do that, right? It's probably wrong. I don't think no, I can tell you, shouldn't do that. you guys that I'm doing that. Okay. We talked earlier that if this lack of self-awareness continued, that we're looking at like narcissistic behavior. Yes. I think that's a pretty good indicator. Oh, definitely. I mean, self-absorbed, no empathy. She tried to remember that girl's name. She, she can't remember people's names. Like she, if yeah. it, if it doesn't matter to her, she, she, she didn't even care. get like Danny or anything. It was like, 
Danielle became Holly. No, yeah. that just means that you don't give an F. But even the producer's like, it's Danielle. She's all, no. Yeah. She's all, no. Molly. I think it's Molly. Yeah. This is, you clearly don't care about anyone other than your own view. And then going into the talking of gossip and... and the triangulating, like it's the forming of yeah. all of the narcissistic qualities. It's yeah. all coming out. But producers, great job in the selection. Good choice. She has a really good choice. It's very, I mean, it makes it fun. Interesting. And but her- it's interesting that another you know, person kind of sees other women as that competition dynamic, right? She kind of looks at Danielle and um, aside from her making her superficial judgments, because you know that she's basing that most likely off looks. I I guarantee she doesn't know Danielle Mm -hmm. as a person. She's basing it off of like, oh, I'm prettier. So therefore. Yeah. She doesn't think about connection or bonding or meaningful, meaningful conversations that they've had. It's just, oh, I'm hot. But she shares that better than her competitive view of. Yeah. I have all these followers. Why wouldn't you want me? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the that's the problem. She's losing Nick because she doesn't talk about her followers more. Exactly. That's why. She didn't do her hair right that day. Let's see what she does. Let's go to the next one. My biggest critique of like dating apps, but just dating in general these days is like there's this illusion of endless opportunity and endless options. For some reason, I don't really do online apps. How come? I don't want to like waste my time and my calories. <laughs> my time and my calories. Wow. <laughs> as selfish as that is. <laughs> holy shit (laughs) dude nick's eyes in that reaction holy shit yeah that says it all so we've we've continued the narcissistic behavior of she doesn't even know that other people are perceiving her this way that's a that's the she's just assuming oh they love me i'm so funny yeah 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 that's not no bueno no bueno um but no connection happening nick is clearly picking up on it um and now he I think he goes on to say something like, I don't know if this is someone I could, you know, want to marry or just have fun with. I, I would say neither personally. Like this is not no, I either of those cases. But, you know, I don't even know what to say in, in Trisha's case. It, it, what she's saying is not only kind of insensitive and offensive and whatever, but it's also inaccurate because if she is saying, like it kind of shows a lack of intelligence too. Because you were to, if someone said, yeah, I just don't want to waste the calories on it. That kind of makes sense from a biological instinctual standpoint. If you want to get really into the science of it, right. And you want to mm-hmm. speak that way, fine. But then if you are speaking that way, well, online dating actually does save you calories. It's, it, it's going to waste a lot less time in terms of like, just you meet a lot more people in the amount of time and it is more efficient. Well, this is the crazy thing too, is like in her, in her mind, she likes Nick, right? Mm-hmm. So this is her showing connection she's trying to connect with him in that way and what is she basically saying it's all about me mm-hmm. laugh at my jokes ha 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 the calories oh you're so funny ha ha she's starting to try to establish that with him because she likes him yeah that's an interesting that's what a narcissist does okay yeah next with Nick, it's almost as if we knew each other like our entire lives. Like I've been in relationships where I'm with a guy who ends up making me feel insecure. Oh, no. And growing up, I was a lot heavier. Oh, no. I, I have to tell you, like I was a little chunky when I was a kid. I don't, I don't like communicating because I'm so scared that people are gonna be like, oh well, what if she gets back to that? For someone to pull that story out of me within such a short period of time, it, it shows just how comfortable I am with him and how comfortable he makes me feel. Oh no, this is the perception. For someone to pull that story out of me, it shows how deep of a connection we have. No, it shows that you shared your trauma. He shared his. He says, he admits, that he, I used to be chunky too. Yeah, it's affirming one another. Yeah, another case of hardcore trauma bonding. And then, 
that sounded like I was going somewhere else with that, but it's trauma bonding. No, it, right? it's trauma bonding. And then there's, they're looking on the outside. It looks like, oh, they're really connecting and they have a bond, but it's just, they're just bonding over pain. Yeah. I mean, okay. So you can relate to each other in this aspect. I get it, but we're not talking about, you know, she goes into, we've had so many deep conversations. Great. But you know you've trauma bonded because you don't actually know anything about the, about other the person. person. Exactly. Other than you just feel validated. Yeah. You just know what they've been through. You know their trauma. But what are they into? What do they do in their free time? What are the things that they value? What are their interests? What do they? They're uh, not like the actual stuff that makes up a person. You are completely missing. So they know plenty about each other's trauma. But they know they know nothing about each other. Correct. And then if you look at their voice tone, once again, the voice tone very serious mm -hmm. very deep and then their mannerisms if you okay like if you took away that they were talking to each other they their mannerisms and body language is what people do in a therapy session yeah yeah so that's that is kind of the trauma bonding of like you're you're basically a therapist to me the next part about this gets even more scary because this is how a typical trauma bond will work is you feel such as when we're talking romantic relationships right you feel such a deep sense of connection to the yes. person that the next step romantically is then getting physical. Yes. And then you reinforce it with that. So let's go look at that clip. I just wanna be by you. I know. I'm like a very touchy-feely person. Like it's hard for me right now not to be like touching <laughs> when I'm talking <laughs> to I you. Like I find myself like petting the couch <laughs> instead. <laughs> Glenn, if they weren't in pods right now, they would be. They'd be, it'd be on. Was that was that disturbing? No, should I, I not I, be doing that? I I, I, I like the I like the directness of it. I'm gonna call you shake, man. You're just like <laughs> no. I, I mean that that is the place where because you yeah. feel yeah such a deep sense of connection that it feels almost appropriate to then make it physical and to get more intimate. And then that's the crazy part is the intimacy reinforces that bond, and you can continue in that trauma and and physical bond for months like the chemicals are enough to keep you going for months and then it's never ending and then the thing is the wounds never go away it's just temporarily resolved and you're just playing the cycle over and over and over again yeah yeah but okay. yeah, yeah you're right man that that visual that's gonna stay with me all day i mean for there's a lot of people that are just listening you know so they didn't yeah. get the visual but they, they heard just, it they just heard it they heard the fist pounding I it think was they, my fist they understand my... what that means man yeah. yeah yeah we're not getting like crazy over here <laughs> i'm just i'm just saying that you know this is the next step. Maybe it's heavy petting, like she said. I'm petting the couch right now. That is such a weird term, by the way. Heavy petting. Heavy petting, yeah. Can we just kill that term? Let's just get rid of that. Yeah. Heavy petting. Let's yeah. get rid of that term. And what's the difference between heavy petting versus light petting? I don't know, man. I'm light petting your foot right now. Oh, okay, I'm going to heavy pet it. Ow, man. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, dude. That, I don't know. That what, is a difference, man. There's a difference, right? Boundaries, man. Okay, Boundaries. Sorry. Sorry. Next, next clip, maybe. Next clip. Are you ready for marriage? Yeah, definitely. So I was actually engaged before. Long story short, God said no. What does that mean? Oh. Oh. Do you see her face yeah. when he said that? What, what you got first? Well, first of all, so uh, Shayna, like you saw when she was really playful with Shane, and they're talking about sex and what they like to do, and they're getting to know each other. So that was more of a healthier side. Mm -hmm. And then once again, the voice tone, the seriousness, and then he's, she's starting to share about the relationship. She goes further on. That was an abusive relationship, all those other things. So now she's in her trauma bond state. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
there was a, a really significant key thing in here that both these people missed as well. Like, look, it takes a certain set of values for someone to say, long story short, God told me no, or God said no, right? That means, yeah. That's a, a very specific set of religious and yeah. spiritual beliefs that, yeah. that bring you to that place. Then he responds with, Kyle says, what does that what mean? What does that mean? It's probably meaning that he's not religious. No. Yeah. And so they should have been able to pick up on like, for example, if I, I'm spiritual, but I would never answer a question with God told me no. And in fact, the person that says that to me, I know that we're not going to be that relatable because I do think that God plays a role in, in our, in, as far as my belief set, right? That there is a, a heavenly father and heavenly mother and that God or these, you know, they, they play a role in our lives and whatever you want to call it, the universe or whatever it might be. It's a way of looking at a higher power and something that's more significant than ourselves. Mm -hmm. But I would never go into a conversation that way because I don't believe what she just said. So if someone said that to me, I would instantly know that we don't necessarily share the same values and the same belief sets. And that's going to be a significant difference between us and the well, way that we perceive the world. No, I mean, you're very perceptive, but I mean, just from that clip, she's very religious and then she was in an abusive relationship. Yeah. So her wounds. I didn't catch the abusive part. Yeah. Like later on, she talks about that. I see. Yeah. So, you know, she's, they're sharing, they're, they're bonding at that point. Yeah. Um, so you can see like she's Another in that trauma, trauma bond. Is state. everybody in season two a trauma bond? But you can tell by the, how they it's talk, crazy. you know, the, the way of talking, the mannerisms. Yeah. You know, it, it all. And then that's what the, who they usually choose. So Kyle, yeah, you need to know. And, and, it, and if you're on the religious side and someone says, what does that mean? Shana, the next question should be, do you have a relationship with God? Yeah. That should be her next question. Or what's your belief in God? Or what yeah. does that mean? Yeah. There should be further elaboration. For sure. Yeah. But they kind of just glance over it. I'm on cloud nine. I'm smiling all the time. Everything feels so right. Euphoria. I want someone who yeah. will exactly. love me regardless of the condition I am in or my weaknesses and flaws. I want that euphoria you get from providing for oh. someone, oh, you know, and just having someone by your side, you know, and that is like so important to me and I can't <laughs> wait to have that. There's a heart with your name right in the middle oh, of, my, here of we go. my notebook. Like I autographed it like number one. <laughs> okay. Now we get to, they've trauma bonded. You get this, not only this sense of relief from sharing this trauma and being accepted by someone else, but now someone else likes you in yes. spite of those trauma. And yes. now you start getting the euphoric feeling of this might be it. This is the one. And she's already talking about, I mean, she even, I want someone that loves me in spite of Natalie has a skewed self-perception of who she is. She does not have nearly enough self-confidence based on like she's a, a, a great and awesome person and she looks at herself as if she's not attractive she's not a catch she's not any of those things so she wants someone that loves her in spite of all these flaws so they find that in each other and now they're feeling the euphoria the euphoria comes into play and that that's basically what a trauma bond is is you're coming from a place of desperation you're externally trying to resolve that wound and you're trying to do it through another person and then this euphoric feeling takes over your body as if everything is resolved and solved. Yeah. Now, if they were not separated by pods, Glenn, if they were next to each other, what would happen next? The fist pounding action. Man. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I'll for... do this. <laughs> we're a team, man. Thanks for keeping I'm, it. I'm going to go up with, with you me. or down with you, man. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> let's go down together. Let's let's bring it down a notch. Okay, let's go to uh, the next clip. And I think the connection that we built is so strong. Oh, and she is. He's about to do in it. So many ways. We've been able to dive in and spend hours and hours and hours getting to know one another in a way that takes months, if not years, in the real world. <sighs> I dated someone a while back, and she she kind of like would tell me that my empathy was a weakness. I cry very, very easily. Yeah, more <laughs> trauma bonding. I like that you're sensitive. I've never been in any sort of relationship where I haven't had reservations. I love her strength to share some of her insecurities. It's all trauma bonding. Yeah, there's nothing about what it would be like to live with you. Yeah. Nothing. Our lifestyles. What are your what's your family like? Yeah, happiness. What, what is, do you like with your friends? What do you like when you're happy? Yeah. Like none of it. It's zero. Pure and, and he says that line. He goes we've shared things with each other that would normally take months, months. as if that is a bad thing. It, it normally, Nick, it normally should take a bit of time. I mean, you're also getting a condensed time frame because they're probably having like seven dates in one week as opposed to like one date or two dates a week, you know, in, in the real world. But it should take time to get to that stuff. And in the meantime, they are so tightly wound around each other already yeah. that this dude's ready to propose. Yeah, like it's, it's leading in that direction. And then just rule of thumb, if you're ever on a date with someone and then you're already like, oh, listen, I'm planning my wedding. This is happening. Oh, my God. You're in a trauma state. Yeah, it takes. Well, yeah. it takes two, right? Because yeah. from her side, him getting so close so quickly, it yeah. should set off some alarms. Yeah. But it does not. And that means that we're both in the same. They're val he's validating that that girl that she feels like inside. Yeah. And she's validating that lonely person that he felt like inside. And they're sharing more of it. They just keep going. But they know nothing else about one another. Okay. Yeah. Next. Oh, I love Who Shana. Who was I talking to? I don't know. Take a guess. No. The, oh, Shana. There you go. <laughs> what? No, that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> what are you wearing over there? Oh. Hello? Hello? Shana, stop. It's Natalie. Of course. <laughs> I'm sorry. Of course. Okay, so this this uh you know, I, I was convinced by the end of this <clears throat> episode that these two would be um lock locked on trauma bonding, um and, and they would be getting or they would at least go all the way to the altar. This is one moment, uh, and, and by the way, obviously, if you don't know, this entire analysis series is really a, a spoiler series. Uh, so this one threw me a loop because he he actually walks out in this episode, um, and I thought maybe he's done with the show or whatnot. But no, that what what you're actually seeing is is a grown man throwing tantrums. Um, Shane has very little control over his emotional responses. Well, also besides that, you know how they're trauma bonding? Mm -hmm. So this is a precursor to what their life is going to be like when they fight. Mm -hmm. He's going to throw things. He's going to act out. He's going to yell. He's going to act out of control, Yeah, which lets you know that they're in a trauma. And she shuts down. Oh my God, I'm so disappointed. Like they're already playing out their trauma wounds and it's a precursor of what it's going to be like. Yeah. I mean, Shane's heart is on his sleeve nonstop. Yeah. He's, he's, very like you can tell he's a very nice guy mm -hmm. and he just lets everything out in the world and that includes positive and negative emotions so in this case we're seeing like literally uh tantrum style kind of responses he's, he's a walking wound affirm me i need energy i feed off of energy like he's just all, now he's getting negative energy and he can't handle it yeah so okay so what happens next because they attempt to resolve this 
Are you okay? Are you good? Oh, this is stonewalling. <laughs> like, what, you, you, do you think I'm a dick or what? I mean... Listen, if you think I'm a dick, I, I feel like that's kind of weird, no offense, but... Pause it, pause it right there. <laughs> do you think I'm a dick or what? Listen, if you think I'm a dick, that's kind of weird. <laughs> that was quite possibly my favorite line. Because <laughs> Shane puts it in her head, do you think I'm a dick? And then says right afterwards, if you do, that's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> So he's showing his vulnerability and then his defense mechanism all at the same time. Yeah, but what yeah. you instantly see in this is their approach to conflict resolution is completely opposite. Now, this is one of the one of the biggest things that we talk about is you don't need to be good at resolving conflict. What you need is similar approaches because when you don't have similar approaches, you grind against each other nonstop. Now, her approach was basically, for a moment, it looked like she was going to stonewall. And that might be you know, what she would do if she weren't on a television show, right? To shut down, to not talk. Um, but clearly she wants time and space to think. Whereas uh, Shane's going right at it. He's just, you know, non he can't do with the silence and he's just going to nonstop, you know, hit that wall until it explodes. Yeah, I mean, I know this is not good TV, but there's healthier sides to both of them. And if they can move in that space. It would be terrible TV. So don't It would be it. terrible TV, but... <laughs> When you're in this trauma bond state, there are no other, you're just going to be in your pain and it's just going to be the same cycle. You just have to pull yourself out. Yeah. So, okay. Sorry. We, we paused for that little yeah. piece. Let's keep going. <laughs> silence again. Now you're talking to other people too, right? Are so you he not? Can't, he can't deal with the silence. Hello? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Oh. I'm just thinking. But he still I, needs affirmation. He does need affirmation, but it does feel like that is her... It, it does feel like she's stonewalling. It feels like she's kind of shutting down a bit, staying quiet, letting him stew in it. Um, because you would say, if you didn't need someone to stew in it, you'd say, you know, I need a few minutes to think about this. You know, let me let me just take a moment, right? But yeah. she waits quite a while before she says, I'm just thinking. Well, I mean, that's what's a complementary trauma bond. So she's the one that's dictating emotional control. Mm -hmm. Like they both need affirmation. Mm -hmm. But at this stage, she's like, you have to prove to me that you love me. And then when they're in these fighting states, that's the role that she takes. And then he takes the submissive, oh my God, okay, I gotta show you. And he's he's always like reacting to whatever she wants. Yeah. Okay. It's not healthy. Bottom line is just not healthy. No. Yeah. But it gets better. I just like feel like a little bit like led on. For real? If you want to explore another connection, then don't talk about like what we're gonna do in Chicago and like all this stuff. I have to talk to other people. I was just hurt because I've been very clear that I have like strong feelings for you. This is not fair. It's not fair at all. I don't know how much more reassurance I can give you. Maybe this is not what we thought it was, I guess. <laughs> I love the music, the way it drops in. Um, no, this is gaslighting. I mean, this is pure and simple. You know, he is completely invalidating that he did call her by another woman's name proceeding, you know, and then thereafter asked, what are you wearing? Um, like there should be some acknowledgement of that. When he says, I don't know how much more I can reassure you. He literally hasn't reassured her. He hasn't said really anything. He's only gotten upset and frustrated at the fact that she is saddened by it, that she is disappointed. And that's the only thing he's expressed. Agreed. And then at the same time with her, though, she wasn't in this trauma bond state. She could have boundaries and be like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm not. 
And then she could pull herself away and be like, okay, maybe this is not the dude for me. Yeah. If she were healthy, she would yeah. recognize this guy's approach to all of this is a bit immature for me. Yeah. But she was like lasered in like, he's the one, this is the one for me. Right. Yeah. Now. The, yeah. you know, what's interesting about, um, well, let's, let's finish up the last clip and then let's do a little bit of analysis on the whole thing. Then as I got to know you, oh, it's happening. And I got to know your story. I felt connected to you. Like I, I like I genuinely am in love and I think that he is too. And this experiment makes me feel like it was meant to be. Like knowing how anxious I get all the time and, and the, like how calm I felt today and how happy I was today. And I've never had that in any like relationship or situation like with work with nothing. But I trust every single thing that you say, like fully. You shouldn't trust everything he says fully yet. <laughs> That's no, a little strange. Yeah. But anyway, they're they're at that place. <laughs> they're they're beyond. They're they're ready to see each other yeah. and uh, get married. Yeah, because the euphoria is taking them there. Yeah, they they got some serious chemicals going on, and then when they get to that place, they're going to reinforce that with you know sexual chemistry and everything else. And then um, it's just going to be all downhill. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go so hot with that one. Um, okay. Overall, every single person so far has trauma bonded. And here, here's what's interesting is, is I think oftentimes people think that you have to be completely healthy or you have to know all these different things before you go into a relationship. And that's not really what we're saying. Like, Shane has his issues and, and every one of these people and every one of us have our issues, right? But clearly there is a good match for Shane and that was Shana because yeah. they come from a similar set of values. And so even though both of them have unhealed trauma and they're maybe not whole and complete people, there is a person there that would be a significantly better fit there. Um, so we're not necessarily saying that you, uh, ideally if we were to teach our children, the next generation, yeah, get yourself to a healthy place, you know, before you go into these serious relationships. But when we're here and we're dating, it doesn't mean that you have to be perfect and you have to do all these things. It means that you need to start recognizing which ones are better fits and not go around this trauma bond route where you're getting these deep connections, sharing these super personal things and thinking that that is the reality. That is a close connection because it's not, you know, nothing about the other person. No, I agree. Like if you look, you know, depending on how you look at their conversations, if you yourself are in this trauma bond state, you're going to think, Ooh, this is love. But in truth, it's such a limiting space to know somebody. Yeah. And if you really want to know somebody, you want to see the totality of that person, right? So you're seeing the good traits, what they're like in their everyday life, along with their wounds. That's the totality of that human being. Yeah. There, there were no conversations here where I felt like they were actually getting to know one another, which I think becomes indicated because as they all start to date later on, they start to realize how much they don't know about each other. Yeah. Like, know? Oh, we bonded so much. I knew about, you know, your pains, but yeah. What about everyday living? Yeah. <laughs> what about Literally that? none of it. <laughs> Nothing else is discussed because that's all they talked about. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, analysis on episode one, season two of love is blind is done. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Well, Shane actually does walk out. Oh, so yeah. they get so he gets so upset yeah, that he's he like, I'm out. done here, throws his stuff down, walks out, goes in the other guy's room. They're like, how did it go? Terrible. And he like, yeah. it looks like that the, it's been edited to look like he literally walks off set, um, which again is to go to show like. Natalie seems like a fairly mature person. You have to understand that 
if you're mature, you take time to think about things. You're, you're very deliberate. You're all these different things. You have to recognize the other person is not at the same level of maturity maturity and whatnot. This is going to be a really bad fit, but he basically walks off and has a tantrum. Well, I mean, you know, you bring up a good point about Natalie is Natalie is not just her wound. She's a healthy person for the most part. Yeah. But what brought her together with Shane is her own wound of needing affirmation. Yes. It just looks different. Like he's really needy and he's like seeking it out. And you can see it obviously where she's more of this judgmental shutdown. Prove to me that, you know, you're going to, you're going to affirm that you're going to love me. And basically they're the same thing. It's the same wound. From the show. I mean, so far it feels like Natalie, um, Iana, Deep D, so far they are the most healthy they're they're still approaching because i think we're all programmed to approach our relationships from the standpoint right we think mm-hmm. that this is deep connection yeah. when it's really trauma bonding yeah but that aside they still have their things but they are you know pretty healthy mm-hmm. in terms of their yeah. viewpoints they're, they're not their wounds so if they could separate like these are wounds this is why i chose them and then emphasize their healthier sides they'd be yeah. in a much better place and then shane too like shane and shana there's a one clip where like uh, shana brought up about like um What's going on with you and Natalie? I heard you proposed. And then they had the same conflict. And then they're making jokes and it's a little awkward. But their conflict resolution was better because they're in a healthier, their core values were more aligned. Yeah. yeah. Again, they're not good at resolving yeah, conflict. But, but because better. they're they they do it in the same way, yeah. then there's they a jo- get through it. There's a jokingness. And then yeah. you know, eventually they can have that conversation. But it showed the difference between... You're right. Like that, Shane, Shane healthy in core values versus Shane and trauma bond. Yeah. And then you can see the distinction between Shana and Natalie, but he chooses Natalie. Yeah, you're right. And and he goes, um, I think they ended it and laughed kind of. So anyways, yeah, and, and then, then they, they started transition. laughing and going on. So they have a mu- they had a much better chance of resolving things than with Natalie. Yeah, we're talking less when you approach it in a similar manner. Again, not saying that you're good at it. It's just that you approach conflict in a similar manner. You use less energy in that process. Mm-hmm. You can see it literally with them. It's more aligned with their healthier sides. Versus Natalie and him are just like going at it until one person It just off. goes hours and hours and hours, yeah. which lets you know that you're in a trauma bond. Yeah. All right, folks. If you guys enjoyed this episode, let us know. You guys can comment on the video. You can hop onto our Instagram page. Uh, I don't know if it's an Instagram page. It's a page. Anyway, 12 Week Relationships is where you can find us. Uh, if you guys dig this type of analysis, I think it's fun. I think regardless of what you guys say, we're going to keep doing it because it's kind of. And it's educational. Kind of really yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, and educational at the same time. Uh, in the meantime, though, if you guys want to reach out to us, you can find us on 12 Week Relationships on Instagram. Uh, if you're looking for one-on-one coaching, Dr. Glenn's schedule is completely filled. We do have a wait list, though, uh, where we're trying to get to people as soon as there's openings in his schedule. Uh, we do have online coaching and things coming soon. Yes. So make sure that you join our newsletter. That's the big thing that oh, Chris is going to kill me because I didn't, I didn't say this earlier in the episode. But the newsletter is where once a week, um, starting soon, uh, I get to write kind of, well, Dr. Glenn and I, for the most part, it's me writing that. It's all you, man. Uh, yeah. You've written one. I wrote one. Okay, yeah. so like, yeah. like 90%. Hey. Thanks, man. 90%. <laughs> yeah, it's all you, man. But we get to write you a handwritten message and kind of share some of our tips, some of our insights, and and our process a little bit. Just bring value to your inbox uh, each week. Promise it's not going to be anything salesy, and you can always opt out at any time. Uh, that's it for us. If you guys are looking for a way, by the way, to, to help us out, 
Um, maybe coaching isn't you know for you right now, but you can help us out on the podcast by going to Apple, uh, the iTunes store, and actually going to the 12 Week Relationship Podcast and leaving a review. Those uh, five-star reviews, which actually we have over 40 now, yeah. they, they help tremendously because it kind of bumps us up and, and shows other people the podcast and that, yeah, it's worth listening to. That's amazing. I mean, all the comments are incredible. Yeah, so thank you so much. Yeah. So thank you guys. And we'll see you all in the next episode. Thank you. Peace.